Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of uh, Coombe TV. A very special one because we're going to go racing again. A week on Saturday, we're nearly there, and I know a large number of you were, were out testing today, and you're getting ready, so welcome, everybody that uh, is able to, to, to join us for this one. Uh, it's still, it's, it's going to be a bit more to the point. We're going to go through a lot of information from people. We're going to have a Q&A at the end, so if you've got questions, please wait to the end. Uh, but it is still being uh, hosted by myself. Look, do you like the new T-shirt? Dorsey and Davis Dilly Dilly. And if you can see it as well, hopefully you can see that. Let Coom TV begin. So don't panic. It might be serious, but I've still got my gin. <laughs> so welcome, 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 everybody. Let me uh, very quickly, I'm going to introduce the crew for tonight, and then I'm going to put them back, and we're going to bring them in each at a time. So, uh, in no particular order, I better start with a boss, hadn't I? Let's bring in uh, Ken Davis. Hi. Ken, the chairman of Castle Coombe Racing Club. Well done, mate. You managed to join us. <laughs> I know you had a mini yeah, panic there. So, we've got Ken there. Uh, we've got uh, Dr. Sue Smith. Good evening, Sue. Hi there. Uh, we've got uh, the maestro himself, uh, Mr. S not doctor yet, are you? So, you're just Mr. Yeah. Steve Weston. Yeah. And... Yeah, <laughs> don't say that because you know I'll pick you up on that. And uh, and of course we've got Richard Beard or Beardy as uh, as a lot of you call him. But good uh, evening all. Welcome, my friend. Uh, evening to everybody. Uh, yes, Nick James, it is a new shirt. Uh, good evening all. By the way, we're going to put up a link on Sunday show or whenever that these will probably be available. We're going to put these for sale as well, and uh, and hopefully it will go to everything that we're funding with all of this. So uh, we'll let you know about that. It's all a bit of fun. So, good evening, everybody. As I said, um, we're going to work through, uh, everybody's got sort of key parts that we're going to do. And um, the end of the show, we're then going to have a Q&A. If you ask questions during the course of it, the chances are it's going to get missed because there's going to be too many for me to, uh, to have a look at back there. So, please wait until we then say it's going to be the session. So... Thank you to the team that are going to be here. You get to relax briefly back in the green room, but we'll bring you up as and when appropriate. Is that okay, everybody? Yep. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. They go off to the drinks cabinet. And uh, so, first of all, for myself, as I say, the whole idea of this is to um, let you know everything that is in place for the race day a week on Saturday. The team have been working so, so hard. And I know a big chunk of you have uh, expressed your gratitude uh, and you know your appreciation of the work that's going in and honestly a lot of it is is been going on behind the scenes that you don't even know about it's just seriously hard it's very complicated um we need to make sure that you're aware of what's in place to keep you safe what's in place to keep those who are keeping you safe safe uh what to expect as the day progresses what's expected of you 
and then hopefully it will give you all the answers you need. If there's any of you that are still on an iron, you can see that absolutely it's good to go. It isn't exactly what we're used to by any stretch of the imagination. It isn't what people want. And I know already we've had some of you making comments about not being able to spectate. Unfortunately, we've had some really weird comments that have been coming in from people saying, well, I've got a season ticket so I can come. Nope, I'm afraid you can't. Uh, oh, well, they're allowing pubs to open again, so surely we're allowed in. No, mass gatherings aren't allowed, and you've seen what's happened at the beaches today. So sadly, no, it cannot. Even to put it in perspective, we're probably expecting circa 300 people, even with the limitations that we're putting in place when you consider competitors, plus one, plus marshals, officials, etc. And that's a lot. And there's all the, all the expenses to, to take into place. So this one, July the 4th, we can't have camping because the night before is July the 3rd. So that's not going to work. It is going to be the worst case scenario. And fingers crossed, these things we're starting to hear in the news, don't suddenly expect that it's going to change the race day a week on Saturday. What it is opening up is the possibilities for the next race meet that we can then go, right, we've now done it. We know how to do it. We know how to get everybody on track, which is what we're trying to do is get you racing again, which I know is what you want to do. And then we can start opening up as the government allows us. Plus, Motorsport UK are having to put limitations in because it affects insurances, it affects everything. And you're going to have the whole spectrum of the information here tonight. Very quick st statement before we get onto the, uh, the first key part of it is to explain uh, the, the differences here. Castle Coombe Circuit is the venue for race meetings. These race meetings must be organised by a Motorsport UK affiliated club, which in this case is Castle Coombe Racing Club, as we know a separate entity to the circuit altogether. And I assure you, by the way, both parties are making a loss on this weekend. And I know that Ken's going to make some comments about some drivers that have even helped with the trophies here because they know that it's going to be a complete loss-making exercise, this one. But it gets us going again. The racing club hires the circuit for these events. Motorsport UK acts as the governing body for all the UK track-based motorsport. It operates strict guidelines for safety at all times and ensures the event. And it's not just the event, it's from midnight. So anything that happens on your way to it has to be reported at the circuit, just to show you how complicated that is. We appreciate that the government is loosening restrictions for day-to-day -day activities, but we also need to ensure we work within the parameters that Motorsport UK sets out, as it has the overall responsibility for the safety of those in attendance, including drivers, marshals, volunteers, and all others involved throughout the day. The health and well-being of everyone in attendance is of paramount importance to the circuit and racing club. Plus, imagine if it was opened up and suddenly someone said, we've got it. Then the trace goes back. Where have you been? And it suddenly says, well, we were at Castle Coombe Circuit then. Everybody that's been there suddenly has to be quarantined and locked down. And imagine the headlines. It's just not a feasible option. Please, I need people to understand that. And I'm saying that as not an employee of either. So I'm able to say that. It is for the above reasons that many changes have been put in place to allow for the safe and smooth running of this race meeting. As such, no spectators are currently allowed anywhere in any sport. It's not just motorsport, including those with season passes or valid tickets. A 2021 season pass will be provided free of charge to holders if we're unable to accommodate spectators at all throughout the 2020 season. Both the circuit and racing club are assisting in the funding of this event and a lack of spectators will represent a significant loss of revenue for both. So don't forget that. It's not what we want either. However, it's important to get racing going again. Priority number one. 
And like many other sports, this unfortunately must take place in a behind-closed-doors format. Castlecombe Circuit and Racing Club are both small businesses and need to protect themselves and their staff to ensure that they can remain open and build towards other events in the coming months. It builds up. Then you've got more security, more hand sanitizers, more cleaning. And so the costs will be increasing as we open up more. Although spectators are prohibited, we will be making the day as interactive as possible by including some live video content. By the way, you may have seen the four videos. There's a possibility we may have six closer in on Quarry Corner as well. Come on. Um, viewable via our Facebook and YouTube channels and my Facebook and YouTube channels as well. Unfortunately, with the current economic situation, neither the circuit or the racing club has the funds to implement a full live stream, you know, like a TV program. But this limited coverage will hopefully be of some entertainment for you all. It's our int intention to allow spectators in some format as soon as government guidelines are clearer and Motorsport UK is satisfied, they will be safe. So that's the official line that we're going to go through. Uh, and we're going to start off with uh, part one of uh, this. And it means I'm bringing in uh, Mr. Steve Weston. He's joining me back again. I haven't no. sent you to sleep there, have I, Steve? Sorry, No, mate. no, no. I was just checking. <laughs> Check in some of my 48 emails I've had today soon. Oh, God, I'm not surprised. First of all, Steve, I've got to say, I know that you have been working just beyond belief. And, and I've said to some people when we've had some of the meetings along the way, there's been times when you've come into those meet meetings, look like a beaten man. It has not been an easy task for you, has it? No. Like I say, <clears throat> I've been working at the circuit today as track manager. And from nine o'clock this morning when I last checked my phone properly, I've had 48 emails and probably 45 are to do with the July the 4th race meeting. Still questions, and still hopefully we can clear some of that up today. But there's there's a few things that need sorting out, but most of it's there. We are there. That's why we're here tonight to tell people. But it's been a challenge. But And we get to learn from this first one. That's what I think people need to uh, appreciate as well, isn't it? That we're, we're all going to learn and what we can do next time. Exactly. And I think we are the guinea pigs because we're one of the first in the UK to be running an event. So the eyes will be on us. Um, representatives of Motorsport UK will be there. I've been told that already, some of the hierarchy. Um, so we need to just make sure it goes without a hitch and we put things in place to make that happen. But it's like you said earlier, it's not a normal race day. Um, it's just a race day where our home championships and series can get a chance to get on track as soon as possible. And that's the key thing. We know that people want to get back out on circuit and you've gone out of your way to make sure, uh, you know, with the whole team, but it's just I'm conscious personally and I'm, a, I'm external, so I'm allowed to say this, that you seem to have been the one that's been the busiest from the racing club out of everybody. And, and I applaud you. Some might disagree, but I'm afraid that's what I'm saying, Steve. So take it. Well, it's a um, team effort, I think. Uh, it is. It's a team effort. There's a lot of us working behind the scenes. I just happen to be the focal point that, you know, represents sort of the face. I know Joe is working tirelessly as well very long days and we're actually texting each other whilst this program's going on so <laughs> um you know trying to still sort things out for for something i'm going to say shortly so you know there's still a massive amount to do as there always is in a run-up to a race meeting this one just happens to be uh extra guidance shall we say absolutely well you're you're kicking this off with uh, some of the official stuff because quite logically you're starting with what people uh, are expected of them and what they can expect when it's arriving at the circuit. Yeah. So what we're trying to sort out, and this is probably what I'm trying to sort out with Joe is, is um, we'll only have two gates open. So the main entrance, the blue gate, 
and the red gate at um, Camp Corner. And if we can, we want private cars to come in through the red gate and park in Camp Corner and then walk through into the paddock because we need to make some space for social distancing. So if you've only got race teams um, in the paddock and no private cars, then if people will come through the red gate and park in Camp Corner, that will be brilliant. Um, if not, if they have to come in the main gate, it's not a problem. There'll be a list of names and it will be a case of if your name's not on the list, you will not get in. <laughs> um, added security. I think the last count we were talking about, maybe 10 security, which we never really needed before, but it's just to make sure those that are in there are supposed to be in there. Um, Joe will be sending out the wristbands that we normally use on race day. And if people can put those wristbands on um, when they arrive, it will make it a lot easier um, because we'll just as a quick check of the list uh, of names in alphabetical order, obviously. Um, taking people's names and, and getting them in as quick as we can because, like you said, we can't have overnight camping, so people will arrive and can arrive from 6.30, um, and it's going to be very busy because everybody will want to get in early, do all the setup that they usually do probably the day or the day before that, you know, after test day and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, the easier people can make it for us, then the better. So if you normally, if you're one of a race team, for example, you normally drive to the circuit in your road car, if you don't mind going through the camp corner gate, leaving your car at camp corner and walking through, that will assist us greatly. Um, you know, I don't think it's a massive effort for most people um, just to leave your car in, in that car park all day and walk through. Um, so yeah, the car parking, you know, is no different from anywhere. The, the paddock, we just need to make sure everybody's got enough room to socially distance. So if, if we've got just race cars and trailers and transporters in the, in the actual paddock area, then, you know, the cars that don't need to be there aren't there. It'll be great. It'll no, make okay. it a lot easier for us. And fair play. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you'll turn around saying, like, please do it rather than being draconian about it. And yet the reality is, it's like, please, guys, we, we really need you to do that. Um, and, and please just understand this is unique times. You know, crikey, there's one thing that could even change by the next one, even like the overnight. But at the moment, that's the way it is. Please go there. We then get to keep you all separated as much as we possibly can for your safety, for the people next to you, to avoid confrontation with people invading their spaces and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. If, if you know, if it's just a road car, it's got no kit in it. You haven't got your tools in there. You don't need it for the rest of the day. There's no reason for it to be in the paddock. So park it in Camp Corner, and that will be great. Can they come in if if they absolutely have to? And they got something. Can they come in, drop off stuff, and then drive over to camp? That would be no problem at all. Yeah. Fine. The camp the camp car park is open. Obviously, there's no spectators around, so that will be in effect part of the paddock um, because we will have security on every gate because we're expecting people to try and jump over the fence. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it'll be fairly secure, you know, and it, if it's not needed, if you need to drop stuff off and then come back, it'll just help us a lot, I think, in the actual paddock itself. Absolutely. Okay, so that's uh, car parking. Um, variety of things that we've already talked about, no overnight stays this time, but fingers crossed this might be the only time that we've got that limitation. We'll wait and see. I think, yeah, I mean, obviously, July the 4th is the day that's all being relaxed. So probably we were joking about it today. You know, if we were going by the letter of law, you could probably stay at the circuit on a Saturday night. Not that anybody would want to. <laughs> we've all finished, but you probably could and you wouldn't be breaking any rules. Well, so actually, uh, if you saying that, Steve, is that the law is that, yes, you can open, you know, campsites. Not all campsites are opening because they've got to satisfy certain things. And if they can't, then they're not allowed to open. So it's yeah. not as glib as the media are reporting. No, definitely not. And obviously for us, 
if people stay overnight, then that does mean probably we'd have to have people cleaning the toilets all night as yep. we have to do during the day. And I won't jump ahead because that's a bit later on, but um, all these, everything we're doing is for people's safety. And if people stay overnight, we then have to increase what we do for those people. So that's the, the main reason we can't have people there overnight is there you can't stay away from home anyway until the fourth. But if you did stay, we'd have to increase what we're doing with toilet facilities and cleaning facility, you know, cleaning those facilities and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a, it's a massive thing. And, and everything, you know, every little aspect we're talking about tonight is affected and that's why we're talking about it. But even those simple things we've had to look at and say, look, we, you know, hopefully the 1st of August, it'll be different, like you say. And I, I fully expect it will be. Um, it may be between what we would call normal and, you know, whatever the new normal is and what we're doing on the 4th of July. But the 4th of July is a real test for everybody in Motorsport UK as well as Castle King. Uh, absolutely 100% um a couple of other little points in terms of arrival at circuit before we move on for this bit programs um yeah there won't be a program there's Correct. no no reason for us to produce a program um there will be a, a digital entry list um, that will probably be posted on the website and um through tsl i would imagine early in the, early in the day the same as to the same vein, Steve, because obviously, in case anybody is confused by that, is that we can't have, you know, these pieces of paper going from hands to hands to hands. Anything that's making contact is the yeah. issue. And the same, therefore, applies, Steve, is that they're used to obviously being able to pick up, uh, it, you know, the printouts as well, aren't they? Yeah. From All of that stuff, everything will be paperless. We, we should be paperless. So everything will be done through TSL or emails. So TSL will send us um, an email with the results and the grid sheets and stuff on and then Joe hopefully will send it out from there um, to everybody that she's got an email list and, you know, we'll just put it out that way. And if people want to follow it all on, on TSLs, TSLs live anyway. So, um, Including with me and Mr. Salmon. Me. We're on there as well this time. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got a with you talking as well as all the digital yeah. stuff. So, Sorry, yeah. mate. It's still me. You can't escape me no matter what. Never <laughs> That's what they want next time, a different commentator there so they can listen to yeah. a different one, not me. I got you. Yeah. Um, okay, that, that, that makes sense. So no paperwork, and hopefully everybody understands that. Um, catering. Yeah, catering. So um, the usual things will be open. Cafe Bar H will be open. The Pit Stop Cafe down in the paddock, and also uh, there'll be a, a grill bar or a burger bar next to the Strawford Centre. So all those things will be open. There'll just be no seating inside. So Cafe Bar H at the moment, if, if you haven't been to the circuit, is set up as a takeaway. So you walk in one way, get served, then walk out the other door and find somewhere to sit away from the, the um, building because it's it's classed as a takeaway at present. Um, that, again, may be relaxed because obviously on the 4th, we'll probably have a be able to use a few tables, um, socially distancing, of course. But, yeah, that should be fine. And, and the other two really are, are takeaways anyway. The pit stop and the, the grill bar will be sort of takeaways which people would normally just walk up to get served and walk away again so all those open from 7 a.m i see is that right they'll be open from seven yeah which is a normal you know on a race day okay fine i'm not normally there that early so i don't know uh, <laughs> um, the banging on the door. yeah true um anything else on the arrival at the circuit side steve i think that's nope, covered everything i think I've that's got. it i mean there is a, you know we're all running from the same list you keep dancing down the same as i do um <laughs> there's overnight stays and we've already covered it they're not permitted so that's fine. Okay, uh, that makes sense from that. I'm going to put you back in the green room. You'll be back uh, a little bit later. You'll be joining uh, Mr. Beard on the Marshalls, plus you've got uh, some of the uh, practice and racing a little bit later. So thank yep. you for now, Steve. No problem. 
So we'll pop Steve back and we now move to part two of the show. And I'm delighted to bring in Dr. Sue Smith. Uh, thanks, Sue. Sorry we kept you waiting there because I'd imagine you just wanted to get going. Yours is most definitely, I can't go messing about now, yours is without question the very serious side. And, and this is, we're, we're very um, blessed to have your involvement because not only you know how qualified you are, but you're actually experiencing this in other sporting environments as well as everyday environments. Yes, I mean, they've been uh, racing behind closed doors for British horse racing since the 2nd of June, which has not been without its um, challenges. And the FA started last week and they have really struggled. Um, as far as things, lessons that we have learned from them and from golf is indoors are a major problem for transmission um, and if you look at the incidence of COVID-19 amongst tennis players, um, footballers and the Pakistani cricket team it's all occurred indoors. So we need to be really careful that we don't get transmission between the various groups who will go motor racing. Um, not to sound too much like a government broadcast, um, about one in one and 1,700 people now has COVID-19. Um, it's a nasty disease. Um, uh, Duncan, Avik and I, the three doctors, have been looking after it in intensive care and accident and emergency for the last four months. So we have been right at the front line. You don't want it. Um, but a proportion of people um, are asymptomatic and they can spread it like mad. Um, and this, these are the group that we really need to um, make sure that everybody thinks about because the likelihood is that one or two or three asymptomatic carriers are going to turn up on the 4th of July. And if social distancing, which will only be a metre then, um, and they don't wash their hands, and they hug each other, et cetera, et cetera, the disease will spread again. If there is an outbreak from um, track and trace at the circuit, we have to clean it completely. It will be shut down, um, and it will curtail racing and other events. So I'm very, very cautious um, uh, with this event because we need to stress absolutely that um, people don't take risks it is not entirely safe yet um, and the one meter drop of space um, on the 4th of July does not incur the fact that you won't get the disease. Well in um, fact just to pick up on that uh, Sue is that, that that two down to one meter that everyone's got excited about is actually you can do that, but please then try and go back. If you absolutely have to, then go back to two metres and still wear face coverings and blah, blah, blah. It's not just, oh, great, I can get that bit closer to everyone and stay there. It isn't that, is it? It's not that at all. And certainly inside, you need to be as far away as possible from everybody else and not to touch any surfaces because it stays on surfaces for up to three weeks. Um, hand washing facilities are massively increased. Um, the toilet facilities have been looked at from the point of view of social distancing but please if you go to the toilet please wash your hands afterwards um, this was a problem we had at Cheltenham Festival where they didn't um, really? <laughs> don't, don't laugh too much about that one please no. um, 
So I'm concerned if we get an outbreak, it will make a huge impact both to our reputation um, and to the circuit. So I'm very keen that to make sure that everybody uh, does socially distance as best they can. Uh, we've got huge toilet cleaning facilities coming. They will be cleaned at least every hour um, because, uh, unfortunately, the virus is in all um, bodily fluids, so that it does need to be cleaned. Um, now, coming on to the drivers, um, I don't want to relax any of the safety or the medical safety that we do to the drivers. Um, we normally concussion test everybody who has even a minor prang or collision with track furniture. And we will continue to do this, uh, but that will, that will be done in the media center this time when we expect the drivers to walk in, have their concussion test, walk out, and then potentially do their drive in the off later on. The medical center is only open for the serious injuries because one patient in, I have to strip and clean that room completely. So we're only going to let the sick, injured people into the medical centre. If a driver is picked up after an accident, they will be asked to keep their gloves on, their driving gloves on, decreases the spread of infection. They will be given a simple face mask to put on by the rescue crew, and they will not be touched by anybody who doesn't have a mask and gloves on. Okay. If they are seriously injured, the doctors will turn up, as will the paramedics, in full full gear. So don't be frightened if we turn up in respirators, um, visors, and a, a proper all-in-one white suit. Um, this is what trauma nationally is being dealt with at the moment, uh, because a lot of trauma ha turns out on swabs to be coronavirus positive. Um, other things that are slightly different, we are running two med cars. Um, one part at Old Paddocks as normal, one part at Westway. We will also have only one rescue crew, which will be at the quarry. We have to socially distance, so the numbers of people in these vehicles um, conform to the minimum. Um, so three rescue crew, the two fire crews, and a driver and a doctor in the med cars. We will attend accidents immediately. Um, but we won't be chasing. Fine. Okay. Um, you mentioned about the fact that the, the medical centre is obviously only going to be used when it's really needed. Correct. Uh, there, I know that we were discussing, so I'm asking the question to make sure it's still the case as much as anything else, that basically the, the if you like, the triage was going to be in what we know as the media centre. Is that Correct. still going to be the case? That's yep. exactly the case. So um, if you're if you have if any of the drivers have a minor accident, they'll go for their con concussion test, stroke fitness to race, um, and they'll be told and we will uh, phone control. So there's no paper uh, issues um, and uh, they will go there and then we'll get them back and they'll be seen immediately because one of us will be in the media centre. Perfect. There was mention of the K Thomas Centre as well, or is that for something yeah, the different? K, the K Thomas is to keep the bits of kit that we need, but that's purely for the medical teams for briefing, because some of the rescue queues are going to have to have some training in how to put in the, on the PPE, because it's not as intuitive as the government likes to tell everybody. Okay. Um I don't know whether it's a thorny one to ask because, it, it, you know, there's a jury out whether it's necessary. Is there any testing being done there? 
um, testing for coronavirus. COVID, yeah. Oh yes. Now to actually do the swab uh, swab tests, uh, you have to, to have be fully visored up and gowned. Um, you have to put swabs right down the back of the nose till you sneeze, and swabs in the back of your mouth till you gag. It's really unpleasant to have done. Yeah. They have to be sent away, and they'll come back twenty four hours later. There is no spit test yet. Antibody testing is for surveillance and prevalence only. So there's no no justification yeah. for that here. There's we wouldn't know. no justification. Um, no. Temperature testing um, is interesting. It's um, only a third of, a third of people who have COVID do not have a temperature. Exactly. Yeah. Um, is there an expectation for people to be wearing masks? Outside, no, you don't need to be wearing a mask outside. But if we're going to put you into a rescue vehicle, we will give you a mask. You'll give. Okay, so like, do they need to bring their own masks as well for if they were suddenly walking into a building or not necessary? Or their I'm own hoping call? they're not going to go into a building apart from the quick run through to get their food. Fine, okay. Um, so if they, go into, if they go into the media centre to be examined for their um, concussion tests, we will provide the masks. Fine. Uh, obviously, we've got more than just drivers. We've got uh, officials and people like that, and yes, they're going to be up in race control and things. Um, if, as long as they're socially distanced and the windows are open, I have do not have a problem with them not wearing a mask. To work to work all day in a mask, as I know to my cost, is a killer. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think means that we, therefore we've covered the fact that we've got a point of drivers PPE. Um, I think that largely just covers it, isn't it? That the, the mask will be provided. They keep their gloves on, their racing gloves yeah. on, if they get picked up by anybody, recovery, medical, any of the above. Um, if they're put in a vehicle, they will be given a mask. Perfect. Okay. Um, I think, you know, other than just literally really emphasizing the point that this is. This isn't even a Motorsport UK directive that we're talking about with you. This is this is medical. This is what you've experienced in, let's call it the real world, as well as other sporting environments. And, and yes. it, it, it is not a nice, you know, you'd rather not be doing all of this, but it's necessary. You've got to protect everybody that's there. You've got to protect everybody that's there protecting everybody that's there. <laughs> And we've got to protect reputation. You know, there's yeah. there's some parties that would probably pick up on anything to try and cause any kind of ruckus there. And we want to make sure that we get to come back again at the beginning of August. Yeah. Okay, Very brilliant. So. I think that's everything from yourself, uh, Sue. Are you able to hang around in the background for yes, any Q&As yeah. later? Perfect. Certainly. Thank you very much, Sue. So that's Dr. Sue Smith. Thank you for that one. We now move to... Uh, part three, which is about marshals, and of course we bring in the main man himself, Richard Beard, and I think that you suggested that we also bring in Mr. Weston as well, but I'm going to aim it mainly at, uh, at you at this point, Richard. We didn't know whether we were going to get the right, you know, enough numbers uh, of the mighty, mighty Orange Army to support us. You've actually had the reverse <laughs> difficult situation emotionally of more volunteering than we're able to actually have absolutely the um the five years that i think i've been doing this role i've had bent uh, bountiful numbers of marshals wonderful position a lot of chief marshals around the country they are so jealous of uh, what i have to work with um now in the last week i've declined some people and uh, I'm not their favourite Chief Marshal anymore, I fear. <laughs> um, I'll take this opportunity to apologise 
there's people who've been on the bank supporting Coombe 100% of events for 10 years and they are not attending. Um, I tried not to show favoritism and I've also done an element of randomness um, to the job. But at the end of the day, I can't bring everybody in. A typical race day, we might have 220, 250 people in total signed on, marshals, officials, medical team, etc. Um, at the moment, we are running at 111. Um, that's more than what the original guidelines said, but we kicked back immediately at the lack of instant marshals. And we've submitted a plan and we've got marshals in key locations now, very important to us. Bitter experience shows us that there are spots on the track where things are likely to happen. I won't name them, but you can guess some of them, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, yeah, we've kicked back, we've got more marshals, it's been signed off by Motorsport UK, so we're up to 111 people on the site. Um, much better position to be in, but unfortunately, there are some of our regulars going to be sat at home, hopefully watching the streaming. So. Yeah, I think um, also, Rich, <clears throat> sorry, I think um, obviously the second event in the first of August clashes with the GP mm. and there's going to be a lot of guys that are there on the first event that won't be there on the second event. So that, that will be a completely separate team. So a lot of the people that aren't there, the first event will definitely be there the second and vice versa. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's GP, trying to spread it out. Yeah, this the, GP the you speak of, of, is it a yeah. big event or something? something? Okay. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, <laughs> yeah, people watching this will want to be seeing great racing. They'll be at Coombe on that day, of course, Absolutely. but uh, enjoy the are. event. <laughs> I yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, what what an amazing situation, uh, Richard, and I'm going to say it as well. People know that I'm a massive, massive fan of the mighty Orange Army. You may notice that this uh, T-shirt has deliberately been done with orange colours on the back as well, because I love you guys. Your Orange Army are just absolute heroes. And so thank you for coming in your droves there. Sorry that some of you are going to miss out, but please, I'm sure you do. We're, we're all there. We're all uh, fans of racing, fans of the circuit, fans of the club, um, and, and you know, I know that you will appreciate the situation. So, thank you for coming in droves. But the big, big thing I'm going to pick up there, Richard, is that I know that some drivers were a bit spooked by the directive that initially came out that you mentioned of that said this many. What was it? Two on a post or something, wasn't it? It was literally a post chief and a flag. So right. typically you'd have two flags looking in both directions. And then at Coombe, oh, three or four instant marshals, sometimes far more. But we've got them in the key spots. We've also increased, um, we're doubling up on fire cars as well and med cars. So they're strategically placed around the circuit. So if something happens, there will be a lot of people there quickly, rest assured. Which is just just fabulous. So that's the two things I wanted to I wanted to massively pick up on there is drivers rest assured that these guys have fought for this to make sure that the the prerequisite numbers are going to be there. You mighty orange army have come in your droves, and we are oversubscribed, which just speaks volumes. And I know the drivers will appreciate everything that you guys are all doing on that. So thank you. Let's get back to sort of more belt and braces, then, Richard, um, because I know we need to talk about things like parking and sign on and, and welfare and everything for the marshals on the day. Yeah, parking's my day job, so I always seem to get stuck with this bit. <laughs> um, right, yeah, so. I'm issuing uh, detailed instructions for everybody. Please, folks, read them. You haven't read it all before, and there are tweaks to the system. But like, said, St like Steve said earlier, Redgate, just coming in on Camp Corner, um, you will drive straight past Marshall sign-on. Uh, you will 
carry on past the media car park and then park in the normal position. Um, that's just as normal, but then the, the challenge of walking back through to the Purple Gate, passing Marshall Sinon, which will be closed, uh, no exceptions, it won't even be manned, and I suspect Les is still storing some stuff from uh, his <laughs> building project there. Um, yeah, so into the paddock then. On entry at the Red Gate, all the marshals and officials will be on a list uh, that will be circulated electronically to security beforehand. So, irrespective of if you've got an orange, uh, sorry, a marshal's badge or a lanyard, etc., that doesn't mean anything for this event. I'm sorry, it's it's changing things, but your name has to be on that list. Um, I've had some questions along those with, like yourself, with season tickets. Um, no, you've got to be on the list again. I can't stress that. We are a friendly, welcoming circuit. This occasion, we've got to play by the rules. As always, we play by the rules, of course. So um, we then have the scenario that I need to allocate people to posts. I will be positioned outside driver's, the normal location of driver sign-on. And uh, there will be a table nearby with the radios on for the post chiefs to collect. We'll have to closely monitor that. We can't have people just randomly picking up radios. They'll be spaced out on a table, clearly identified, and only that post chief should touch that radio for obvious reasons. Um, I will also then verbally, from a safe distance, tell you the post location. Prior to the event on the joining instructions, I will send the map of the post locations and where the instant marshals are. Historically, marshals tend to group around the post and then deploy to an instant from there. Because of social distancing, we have agreed positions with Motorsport UK. It's not where you want to stand, it's not where you think you normally stand, it must be in those positions. We will allow the teams to rotate. Uh, some marshals are multidisciplined, so perhaps like flag in and then might do instant. The post chief will let people rotate as they would any other race day. But please, folks, go back to that designated position. Um, I think that's... Oh, um, the tavern then will be open. The marshals, they haven't seen one another for many months. Please do not congregate in large groups. The tavern will be open. It will be serving food and um, catch up but from a distance, folks. They, the early arrivers, we're saying, uh, oh, sign on, sign on, haha. Sign on is prior to the event, okay? So I will have a be at uh, the outside, the marshal's, sorry, outside driver sign on location for a much later time. All these times will be on the instructions. So don't hang about waiting for things to open, etc. Disperse, have a look around the paddock, catch up with um, people, have a look at the vehicles. All the drivers have been polishing them, no doubt, in all this free time they've had, because they would have been ready months ago, of course. Um, but yeah, just be careful. We're starting racing later, so the on-post time is different for this meeting. Uh, it's proposed to be 08.30 because we're not starting uh, the first session until 9 o'clock. So please, everybody, read those times. Try to break that habit. And um, never thought I'd say this on a race day. I have a bit of a lie-in. 
<laughs> Never going to happen. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. I, would, I won't name names, but they'll be there at 6.30 and um, they're going to get very bored waiting for things to open up. The, and the key thing that, that, that you know, is emphasising is I know, and I always make a point when I'm, I'm sort of uh, bestowing the virtues of marshalling on non-marshalling folk and, and trying to get more involved, it's about you all become an extended family. We all, because I love the fact that you make uh, us all feel part of that as well. And I get that this would normally be a very social event for you. I po- we apologize. Well, we apologize, even though it's not our doing, but it isn't yeah. going to be the same as what it always is. You're still going to be close enough. We're still going to be getting the smells, the sounds that I know a lot of you've been missing. When I fired up those cameras to test the uh, footage and you could hear the cars going past, the amount of you that just got excited about what, you know, I've been missing that so much. It'll be good to have you back, but remember, you just need to break some of those habits just this time. It will gradually be coming back and back over time. Uh, and we'll be able to get back in our comfort zone. Uh, apologies, Rich, if you did say this. Race morning briefing, time, place, and method. Right. From post-use briefing, we were not, at this current time, we will not be having a post-use briefing. There is a lot more information going to be in the joining instructions, and every marshal and official will get a copy. Um, so please read it. Um, their post use won't be handed out post packs because it is a paperless meeting, so reports will be verbally over the radio or by telephone. Um, yeah, it's it's a very different meeting, so uh, yeah, should be should be good. There's going to be a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of people catching up. So social distancing, I'm sure they're going to be shouting at one another across the paddock. <laughs> Two meters isn't going to be a problem. That's that's fine. Um, I think that goes through the list. Steve, have you got anything else that you think should be added on this subject? No, no, definitely not. No, I think the, yeah, the social distancing is the only thing because they are they're in bright orange overalls, so they will get noticed if they're all in a big group. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, we see two yes, hugging. We know, we know you're done wrong. Um, yeah. Okay, and remember, if any of you are watching and you've still got some questions, remember at the end of this we're going to have a, a Q and A session. But uh, Richard and Steve, thank you very much for that. Welcome again. Okay, so we'll put them back into the green room and we now bring in uh, the boss, uh, the chairman of the uh, Cascoon Racing Club and is uh, clerk, of course, number two on the day. And uh, you've got quite a chunky piece here uh, to talk about, Ken, where we're going to look at uh, uh, race administration and judicial. Boo! Uh, but we need to cover it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think a lot of this is uh, is just sort of normally taken for granted, but because we're going paperless at this meeting, um, it's worth just reminding everybody of just some sort of elementary um, aspects of uh, normally entering a race meeting. Um, so I guess the first thing to mention is uh, entry forms. I mean, they, they should have all been sent in by now, fully completed. And in actual fact, the entry doesn't close until tomorrow. Which is, uh, which is the 26th. So uh, for anybody who's listening who wants an entry, um, there are still entries available. So um, if, uh, if, if, if anybody does want an entry, then, uh, then please let us know as quickly as we can. Because we're going paperless, we can't accept uh, entries after this date. So um, you know, it, it's pretty prescriptive this time, no cash or card payments taken on the day or anything like that. And, and just in case people will start asking the questions, I've got to tell you, you know, it'll all come out at, at the right time. 
subject to our uh, contrary to our concerns ken is the numbers are looking exciting as hell i mean the hot hatch is wow i mean that is looking absolutely bumper the formula fords bigger than we've had for for some time some incredible cars joining us in the gts i mean it is looking really really healthy so if anybody's on the fence i've got to say hopefully tonight we'll answer your questions come and join us guys and you will get the coverage uh you know audio as well uh, and visual so even if you can't bring everyone you normally bring, get down and do it. And it, they need to, how do they do this? It's the, they'll all know how to do this, won't they? The online entry system. Sure. We, we use RevUp. Um, and uh, so, you know, you can use that system to, uh, to book and pay for races. So, um, yeah. And if there's any, if there's any uh, difficulty there, then obviously get in touch with club office, have a word with Joe, and uh, she, she can guide him in the right direction. And uh, closing date tomorrow, what is that like? Uh, five o'clock tomorrow or something? Yeah, close of business tomorrow, five o'clock. Fine, perfect. So get your entries in, guys. Let's get let's get racing going. Um, Castle Coombe Racing Club membership. Yeah, to claim points for the championships uh, and to race with us, you have to be a member of Castle Coombe Racing Club. Um, we can uh, we can do annual membership or or just day membership. Uh, economically, it's far better to have annual membership because there are benefits that um, that you become eligible for as well. Um, but again, um, we can uh, we can arrange that pretty quickly. So just let us know. Um, and obviously, uh, on on sign on, which obviously is uh, is, is electronic declaration now. Um, you know, we, we'll be checking that uh, everyone racing is is a member of the club. Perfect. Um, and that includes that they need to get photos of their racing licenses through to Joe as well. Yep, that's the next point on the uh, on the list, Chris, is um, Joe needs a photo or a scan uh, of your racing license signed uh, and bearing a photograph of the uh, of the holder. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a pretty one, does it, Ken? <laughs> School <laughs> photographs aren't usually permitted. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be colour, not black and white from back in the day. Uh, it's yeah. got to be up to date. So that's fine. Make sure that Joe's got hold of those. And by the way, make sure that she's received it as well. Please check that. She needs to have received it, um, you know, making sure she's got it. Um, and I know it is the next subject on it, and it's one of the the, uh, the the thorny ones, but with our hands tied somewhat, is the, the, the tickets that are available for this is the driver plus one, because we have to keep the numbers down, except in extreme circumstance, which, which is at the discretion of the racing club. By that, we mean make a case if you absolutely need uh, an additional one and and see what happens but please if if you if it's not possible and again i'm going to say this stepped away from from the racing club and everything is that please don't take it personally this is a unique situation hopefully this might even be the last one with this level of mm. of limitations this time it's the 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 you know, so early that we have to be absolutely to the letter on this one and then see what can be relaxed later mm. um and they need to make sure those names are provided as well. Yep, the, the guy on the gate will will have a list of names. So you need the uh, the wristband on your wrist, and you need to give him your name. So he'll check it off the list, um, and uh, keep the wristband on all day. Does this is that the same one that gets you uh, free flowing alcohol and food from the buffet? <laughs> oh no, sadly, sorry, sadly not. <laughs> it, it does give you access to the pit wall and the uh, and the assembly area. Now, there's an all-inclusive holiday I'd go for. I've got to be honest. Wristbands included. Um. <laughs> as, as Steve has already said, you know, we, we, we're probably going to be observed at this, at this meeting because we're one of the first sort of post-crisis meetings to be, uh, to be held. Um, so we really got to be squeaky clean. 
Um, and you know, we we don't like um, actually enforcing these strict uh, rules on numbers of people. I mean, we, we'd like to throw it open to uh, as many people as want to come. But uh, unfortunately, through necessity, we really do have to be very disciplined in the numbers of people who um, who, who are let in. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, let's get something very clear is that if uh, and I know she can hear me in the background, if Dr. Sue had her way, we'd have even less people there, I can assure you. And that's not a bad thing. That is our sanity check. She's our sanity check, isn't she, Ken? She is. Uh, I mean, she, she's been a great sort of uh, guide and uh, she, she sort of steered and navigated us through these um, this 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 crisis as far as uh, interpreting the uh, the COVID-19 code of practice from Motorsport UK is concerned. So, you know, and thanks, thanks to Sue and thanks to, uh, to, to Steve Weston as well, who's, who's more or less lived at the circuit over the last sort of three weeks, uh, actually sort of uh, implementing a, a lot of these requirements. He's so, not slept uh, overnight there, though, just to make sure if any authorities are here. And he didn't yeah. sleep overnight. He knows he he's got to be at home. <laughs> he didn't camp. <laughs> um, Sign-on and scrutineering declaration. Yeah, well, uh, I think Rod is going to give. Uh, Rod has actually pre-recorded his um, his contribution, which is which is very interesting. Um, and now scrutineering is by declaration, uh, and also the checking of your racing kit, your helmet, your gloves, um, your boots, your, your balaclava. Um, again, that will be done by declaration. So um, th those should all now be received as well. Yeah, because I see it says all will be sent within seven days of the meeting to, to all of the, the entries. So I enter tomorrow, you'll get it, you know, pretty uh, straight away after that. And everything has to be completed by next Wednesday. Yes, yes. And I guess, you know, there's there's a little bit of a sort of a, a sunbeam here, if you like, because, you know, on, on race morning, um, we're not going to be uh, facing long queues to sign on. Um, we're not going to be facing long queues for scrutineering. Um, so there's a little bit of a saving there, you know, we're starting a half an hour late. So, you know, there's a little bit of relaxation there as far as the sort of the phonetic um, activity on race morning is usually pretty sort of, uh, is, is pretty uh, manic. But um, I think this is going to be just a little bit more, um, more subdued. Um, but I guess we've got a lot more to think about. Yeah, it's about the, the trade-off. It's going to be more subdued, more distant, but we get to go. What would we rather? Still not be going racing? Let's get it going. Even from a spectator, it will be on a screen rather than there. It's like, let's get this thing moving. Let's get that wheel turning and or the snowball turning, and we're going to get a snowman before long with a bit of luck. Um, the paddock plan, now that, by the sounds of it, is is drawn up after we, you know, all entries are closed at the end of tomorrow. Yeah, there are, there are obviously, uh, I mean, people who are used to racing with us know that uh, various parts of the paddock are allocated to various championships. Um, and then those will be com communicated to the uh, to the competitors in those championships. And then, please, guys, park in the area that you're allocated. And when you do park, please observe the social distancing uh, code of practice as well. Um, so that's that's pretty important. Obviously, the paddock isn't going to be quite as heavily populated as it usually is. So again, we've got a little bit of flexibility built in there. Which was the reason why we went no guests. It's just our own local championships to get this thing moving in a manageable uh, way. Does that mean, Ken, and apologies if you don't know the definitive answer to this, does that mean, yes, we know that all the saloons are there, all the hot hatches are there, but are they going to be definitively delimited of, of who's where? Yes, yes. The, the, the paddock plan will be sent out to everybody with, uh, with finals. Um, and I've, I've already sort of seen the, the, the draft. 
and you know it's quite clear and it's quite um, it's quite easy to interpret and you know the guys who race with us and even the guys who are coming for the first time will find it quite easy to sort of find their position perfect like a table plan basically yes and you all do that well enough i've seen you at the awards nights you lot i know you can find your table plan with your bottle of wine already ready for you i know you're good at that um so that's fine transponders and i know we had a little bit of an issue for people to start with didn't we with getting those transponders that's now been sorted yeah i mean there's this there's basically there's two types of transponders you've got the the transponder that um that a competitor's got wired into his car and then you've got one or two cars that are perhaps don't have them wired in, so they hire a transponder from, from TSL Timing. Um, and we, we do know one or two people have had difficulty uh, getting their orders through to TSL, and we've spoken to TSL, uh, and TSL have agreed and they've given us a telephone number. So if anybody is having trouble uh, hiring uh, or booking a transponder for race day, um, please let us know, and we will communicate that information to TSL, and uh, we'll get TSL to contact you. Um, the other, the other sort of so, some people run a dual transponder system, uh, and there is another system called uh, MyLaps, um, and uh, that, that that involves an annual subscription. So all I would say to the guys who are running MyLaps as well is, don't forget, fellas, um, you're going to have to renew your subscription uh, if you want that system to work. So, so just a reminder. And and that's a key thing picking up for both of these is neither of these can be sorted on the day. These have to be sorted paid for everything before you get here yes we don't have facilities to actually sort of do any uh, point of sale uh, on race day and I'm, I'm sorry about it we can usually manage to do that but because we've gone paperless uh, for this first race meeting um th th those avenues are completely closed off to us absolutely um one comment that seems to be uh, to be confirmed at the moment is to be collected um so the tsl transponders presumably from that to be collected from an allegated area to be confirmed soon yes yes and we will uh, we'll, we will make sure that people who are getting transponders from tsl uh, that information is actually communicated to them before race day perfect so if you haven't found out by say the thursday i guess would probably be the safest bet drop a line i yes. guess would that go to joe at the first port of call to say we haven't found out where i'm going to pick up my tsl transponder from yes joe uh, racing manager at our uh, at our office um yet yeah, ring her and uh, or email her and uh, joe will pass that information to tsl and uh, give you uh, the the location points if you haven't had them perfect so that's kind of like the pre-race side if we move on i know we're kind of crossing over a little bit but race day um race admin is going to be a different bag on the day isn't it yeah race admin you know for people who've raced with us before i mean logically race admin is usually uh, in the race control building and race admin is usually on the bottom floor uh, and the middle floor um this meeting is diff different because um the medical uh, because of the medical requirements uh, sue and her team have taken over most of the uh, the, the bottom floor um the middle floor is now just timekeepers uh, and the uh, the top floor will be um, will be the operational clerk uh, and the, uh, the the chief observer and the telephone guys. Uh, so now race admin on the day, um, and this is quite important, will be in the uh, the, the Strawford Centre, uh, downstairs and upstairs in the Strawford Centre. So your point of contact on race day uh, will be the Strawford Centre for any inquiries. And I, I made a quick list here um, of, uh, of of things that you might want to um, follow up. At race admin, um, because because we're paper because we're paper paperless, 
Um, I mean, for example, uh, timing will be will be sent out to you and available on the TSL website. Um, so that will be done electronically. Um, the the qualifying and and, and grids and, and bulletins will be uh, email or um, or available on, uh, on on Facebook on on race day. Um, if you've got change of details, uh, you know if if something is is changed in the uh, in the in the car in the in the driver or anything like that, uh, come to the Strawford Centre and, uh, and and actually give the information there. It'll probably be one in one out, so you know wait outside until you're called in. But um, you know that, that's that's the place to do that sort of thing. Um, if there are any complaints or judicial matters, um, if someone asks you to go and see a clerk of the course, it won't be in race control anymore. It'll be upstairs in the Strawford Centre um, for whatever reason. Um, if, you, if you're faced with mechanical difficulties on race morning and you can't practice um, when you should be practicing, um, you might have to um, look for out of sessions uh, practicing. We can arrange that too at the Strawford Centre. So we'll arrange to put you out in, uh, in in another suitable session. And you know, if you're a single seater, if you're a Formula Ford, because we've only got one uh, Formula Ford race, uh, uh, sorry, one series of races, um, we, we can't really mix you with uh, with closed cars. So we'll, we'll we'll try and arrange for a couple of laps uh, on your own, for two or three laps on your own. So our our, uh, our motives are always to get you racing if we can. We can't practice for you and we can't race for you, but we can do everything to get you on the grid. So come and see us at, uh, at the Strawford Centre and uh, we'll arrange that, um, that out of session practice. Um, just, just to make sure, I'm just going to make sure we get that bit completely clear because the key one that stood out for me there is that, yep, fine, we know race admin's going to be in there instead of in the usual office. Just stay away from those doors altogether. Nothing is going to require you to go in there is that over in the Strawford Centre, uh, Joe and presumably Cheryl and maybe Jackie, would Jackie Beard be in there as well? Yes. Uh, uh, that will will be in the downstairs there. Upstairs in the Strawford Centre, there's no buffet set up there as usual. Uh, there isn't very often really anyways there, but uh, it will be, that will be the complete reverse actually. That will be the judicial that if they need to go and see the headmaster, that's where they're going to go. That, that the first floor. If they if they just come in and uh, and just sort of tell tell the ladies who they are, then uh, you know we'll we'll go from there. Again, okay. it'll be it'll be sort of restricting the number of people in. But the the Strawford Centre is a pretty big building anyway, so I think we've got plenty of room to uh, to spread people out when they uh, when they get in there. Absolutely, and of course, remember that there is. You don't have to go into the Strawford Centre then through and up. There is actually the door to go straight up if you need to do that. Uh, yeah. That's fine. How is that going to work then, Ken? Because presumably you will, you for example, will actually be upstairs in race control. But to then be involved in the judicial, you'll need to be over at the first floor at the Strawford Centre. I will. Um, well, no, I will not. I, I probably won't spend much time in race control at all, Chris. I'll probably okay. spend most, most of my day in the Strawford Centre. So uh, you know we'll be we'll be communicating by telephone or um, by uh, email or uh, text or whatever. Fine. Is that the same for? I know he's in the background there, but Steve Weston obviously is Clark. Of course, one is that both of you are going to be at the upstairs of the Strawford Centre. No, Steve will be up uh, traditionally in the in the corner of race control um, with the uh, with, with all the um, communication aids, the radio system, uh, the telephones, and so on. So Steve will in effect be the uh, the uh, the conductor of the orchestra, um, <laughs> and, and I'll just be uh, I'll just be playing the triangle in the um, in the Strawford Centre. 
and and is that right as from your side as well then steve that you'll yeah, be definitely yeah we'll be we'll be locked away in race control the same as you will be in a commentary box yeah never to come out until five o'clock um so yeah we'll we'll actually run the event from upstairs and then if we get issues we'll we'll just communicate with ken Perfect. or sure we or joe and you know admin we've got a, a whatsapp group we'll be using on the day so we're going to try and use that to send internal messages and then obviously emails or whatever so um yeah i think it's all part of that brave new world moving forward and i think a lot of it we should have probably done a few years ago if i'm being totally honest um because it's it's the way we should be communicating so you know we we probably use a tree every race meeting normally so <laughs> to, to get away from you know the reams of paper that we produce with results on and just actually email them to the guys is probably something we should have been doing a long time ago Hey, in this uh, lockdown, I think there's quite a few things that are going to carry on. Okay, Steve, I'll put you back out of your misery again for a minute. We'll speak to you in a bit. So thank you for Steve adding that. Uh, so that makes sense. That was good to sort of know how it's going to feel. And the drivers will really sort of get a feel for how that's going to all work there. Sorry, Ken, yeah. and I did interrupt you, so please carry on. No, there's just a couple of other things on the list um, that, that, uh, that I've just sort of uh, jotted down. Um, license upgrades. I mean, guys racing, um, they want to get licenses signed. Um, perhaps they're looking to get an international license or upgrade to uh, uh, an A, um, then we will not be signing cards at the meeting, but um, the meeting will count for your upgrades. Um, just, just keep your electronic um, results. Um, we will have results as well. So um, retrospectively, if we've got to upgrade those licenses, then we're, we're perfectly uh, able to do that. And uh, the Motorsport UK uh, governing body has uh, has obviously acknowledged the fact that you know they will honour uh, those uh, the, those pr that proof of um, competing in that race satisfactorily. So um, that's uh, that's license upgrades. Don't worry about those; they they're safe. Um, Steve's already mentioned the, um, the the spectating restrictions. Sorry about that, but we are not allowed spectators in any shape or form. So again, we don't have people um, peeking out at the circuit from. Um, from from the banks anywhere so please um, honor that requirement yeah and, and picking up on that and of course that is obvious that we're going to have it uh, shut before you get to uh, folly and shut before you get to camp so that frankly if we see anyone past those we know that they're not supposed to be there and we can, can turf them out but if people that are in there that have suddenly got um, somebody out on circuit and then, I mean, the reality is the probability is they're going to be on pit wall anyway, or at the absolute least, it's sort of in front of the, the garage that's part of Strawford Centre, isn't it? Right in front of the Strawford Centre. That's kind yeah. of a long nap bit there. And race control, that's kind of it, isn't it, really? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, so we, you know we, we can't allow spectators in any shape or form. So yep. you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, next next meeting, who knows? We might be able to sort of relax and uh, be more ambitious. But um, at this one, I think the die is cast. Whatever whatever Boris Johnson's um, now saying is going to happen on the um, on the on the fourth or the fifth or the sixth, we're governed to the fourth. That's the rules, so we're going to have to stick to them. And and people, just uh, you know, make sure everybody understands because understandably they they possibly don't because they're not involved in it. The amount of work that everybody's put in, I've been talking about it, and I'm not glibly talking about it. The work is extraordinary behind the scenes that everybody's been putting in. To suddenly change that, remove things, tweak things is not the job of a moment. Is not the job of no cost. You know there is increased costs at a point when we just they, they just don't have any. It's going to cost money. Uh, make an absolute loss this time so frankly it's like look it's too close there it's not fully understood 
the tweaks might should be able to come for the next one and the next one and and you know it's gonna just gradually open up as we're allowed to so it's not a just oh great we can now undo that it isn't as simple as that sadly yeah um, and i think you know one of, the, one of the key points is that you know we we were determined in fact everybody sitting around the the, the board table all the board members we're just determined to run this race meeting on the 4th of July. I mean, obviously, the, the permit restrictions ended on the 30th of June. The, the Motorsport UK permit embargo ended on the on the 30th of June. The, the, the 4th of July is, is very shortly after that. So, you know, there was there was a sort of a, a discussion about are we going to run the 4th of July? And it was unanimously decided, not just us, but the circuit guys as well, Karen and Graham uh, and Tom Davis, uh, we, we were all determined to run this meeting to get motor racing back on track at Castle Coombe as quickly as we can, uh, and, I, and I think you know that that sort of spirit uh, and that ethos has run through the whole sort of um, pre-planning uh, and, and these preliminary um, arrangements we've had to make. Absolutely, and it's you know we we take a lot of responsibility for what we're putting on place and how we're looking after everybody. So please, you know, I hope you all appreciate that uh, dramatically. Um, listen for announcements on the paddock PA. It will be easier because there is no yes. commentary going out over the speakers, so the only noise over speakers go quiet because it is aimed at you guys. It's as simple as that, really. Yes, yeah, paddock PA key to uh, to to a lot of the um, a lot of the key announcements. Um, certainly. And there's just one or two other smaller points um, I, I just explained to people. Uh, media. I mean, uh, media is, is, is the sort of lifeblood of our sport. Um, competitors and organisers and clubs and championships, you know, we're, we're all looking to sort of publicise our, um, our activities uh, to, to try and advance them. Um, media, there's restrictions on media as well. But just to reassure everyone, we've got uh, two great um, two great journalists uh, representing um, a, a number of publications there. We've got Paul Lawrence, who's, uh, who's an acknowledged um, and, and, and very good journalist. And we've got Marcus Pye, a great friend of, uh, of Castle Coombe for, for many, many years. So, so Paul Lawrence and Marcus Pye will be present uh, in the written form. And we've also got, we will also have a, um, a, a photographer there as well. Um, so don't worry, uh, there will be photographs taken and, and reports written. Um, so, um, you know, you, you, if, you, if you're a winner or if you're not a winner, you shouldn't escape, um, you shouldn't escape some publicity of some sort. So I just want to reassure <laughs> you of that. And the other thing I've got jotted down here uh, in the myriad of notes um, is, uh, is championship stickers. Um, the, the Castle Coombe Championships, we haven't, we haven't kicked off this year yet. So, um, and I think the championship stickers had only just been um, commissioned when, um, when the shutdown started in mid-March. Um, so the championship stickers um, are becoming available now. Um, don't worry about the sun strips uh, and the sponsor stickers for this particular meeting because we, we ain't going to be able to do it. But certainly for the Castle Coombe Racing Club stickers and for the class, uh, the class letters or numbers, um, Joe has got those in club office. So if you'd like to let Joe know, if you haven't got them from last year, um, if you just let Joe know, then she can put some uh, in an envelope with your final instructions. Uh, so that's the Castle Coombe uh, Racing Club stickers and the um, and the class stickers, and then the the, the larger, the much larger sun strips uh, and the sponsors uh, stickers will be available um, for the next meeting. 
And I think, Chris, that just about um, covers almost everything that's on these various posty notes dotted around. <laughs> the well, just uh, a couple of things. There was a point here that you probably understand more than I do. Change of details procedure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I'll give you one example. Um, you, you enter a race uh, and you've got a car and you've got a driver. Um, either the car changes or the driver changes. Um, so you have to tell the organisers immediately um, of the changes so that they can record them and uh, update, update the records. Because obviously, uh, from a safety point of view, um, whoever is driving a car has to be known um, for, for, for a lot of obvious reasons. If there's an accident or something like that, we have to know who's in the car. Uh, so if there are any changes like that, um, it could be you know your car, your car has suddenly increased in cubic capacity. You, you might have to go into another class. Um, perhaps it's grown over the winter. I don't know, from 1,000 <laughs> cc to 1,500 cc. So w whichever way, if, if any details have changed from your original entry to, to race day, um, they have to be communicated to, uh, to, to the secretary of the meeting. Uh, Joe is the secretary of the meeting. She'll be on the ground floor of the Strawford Centre. So oh, yeah. please, please um, re register those changes um, with Joe. I thought if you were kind of if in, if in doubt, if in doubt, just just give, give the details. Yeah, I thought you were sort of getting more worried that we were going to have weddings or divorces between now and then or something. I don't know, but fair dues. Now that makes sense. Uh, the key thing is understanding how the information is going to be uh, portrayed to you. TSL timing is going to have everything. Remember, it shows you uh, all of the timings, all of the grids, all of the results, um, and uh, also they'll be sent by. Uh, um, by email and social media is probably going to get this information out so keep an eye on that we, we've got a point on here that says trophies available labeled on a table for collection people collecting restricted ideally one at a time no overall presentation possible at this event yeah um sadly no podium presentations uh, and, and things that traditionally castle coombe has always sort of done very very well um, because, you know, we, we can't have that sort of uh, close gathering of people. But, um, you know, Joe is very, very, um, is, is very proactive in, in making sure the awards are available for drivers. Um, so awards will be available. Um, they'll probably be put on a table somewhere <clears throat> near, uh, near the Strawford Centre or in the Strawford Centre. And then the winners um, and, and the placings uh, can come after the race and, and actually collect their awards. So probably keep an eye out for that, and who knows? I mean, the the just so you understand as well from a comms perspective is that Clyde Woodward is going to be there uh, on the day, and he's going to be roaming round with uh, a tablet or something to that effect. We're going to be using this that I'm using here tonight for this, so we're able to suddenly bring uh, uh, Clive in, and suddenly be, he'll be pointing a device at you and asking you questions, and you'll be on the stream that can both be heard via TSL and heard and seen via youtube and facebook so hopefully we'll still get so please do make yourselves available so that we can catch up on how things go even if it's not going to be quite as traditional as as park fermi and and podiums and stuff like that so please do come along and let us have those words with you that will be good um i'm going to remind you you wanted to make a point as well about the um uh, contribution towards those trophies as well hmm I mean, you know, like in, in, a, in a lot of cases during this crisis, it's brought out the best in people, it's brought out the worst in people. But, you know, the, 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 um, the, the spirit and the camaraderie uh, shown by club members. I mean, over the last three or four days, I've had a tremendous amount of texts uh, and emails from, um, from club members and competitors 
um, you know, various various messages. But you know, generally the theme has been good luck, great to get racing going again. Looking forward to seeing you. Um, and uh, but just just one example. I mean, you know, we 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 were contacted by. Um, by two competitors, and you know, the first thing is they were very, very, um, they were very strict and uh, and keen on um, maintaining complete anonymity. So they didn't want their names mentioned um, in in any circumstances. But um, but what one one of our one of our guys said to us, look, you know, we, we know you're up against it in this first meeting. Um, I'd like to uh, donate uh, all all the trophies in the saloon car race. Uh, and and uh, number two said. Um, uh, exactly the same thing, and I'd like to donate all the trophies in the GT race. Um, and you know, it's just little things like that that that, that you know just um, j just really sort of uh, remind you of of the sort of uh, the, the great spirit that, uh, that that that's that's out there in uh, in Castle Coombe Racing Club. Uh, without question, I mean, it, did, it sort of almost didn't surprise me when you told me that, but still touches, you know, it's lovely. I know I've been saying about people thinking this and people worrying about that or, uh, you know, the, the most, vast majority of you have been amazing. And I thank you for that, for the support that you're showing to the whole team that you see in front of you and those that you don't see in front of you and everybody that's going to make the day happen on the day. Um, is that all of you drivers that have gone, hang on, this is our club. And I know one an, a, another driver that actually came up to the point and saying, come on, we've got to be looking after this club that we're all part of. You know, Coombe TV has been about the family, the Coombe family, and we've been having so much fun together. And this is a prime example that we just need to just another step now that it's not what we want, but sticking together. And thank you to those drivers. It's just a fabulous gesture. Uh, thank you for that one. So that is lovely. Okay, Ken, I think that that covers uh, this point. I'm going to have a crack at playing the video, uh, Rob Bennett, the Chief Scrutineer. If it doesn't work very well, it will be available on social media, and I may come to you, Ken, to just give us a quick uh, synopsis of basically the key points, if you can remember what he said. If you can't, don't worry. We'll point everyone in the direction. Look at your face. Don't worry. We'll gloss over, and it'll be on the, <laughs> it'll be on the uh, social media and everything for everybody able to watch. That's why it's ideal that this one is that we've got just a three and a half minute video i'm going to try playing it now ken i'll put you back into the uh, green room and i'm going to do a share screen now so that we can uh, hopefully uh have a look at this and with the oh no hang on i need to uh change that a minute let me go again because i forgot to include the audio share the audio and i'm going to press play and leave it completely up to Rod to tell us what we need to know about scrutineering. Hello. Hello, my name is Rod Bennett and I'm the Chief Scrutineer at Castle Bacombe. I've been invited here today to talk to you for a couple of minutes just to explain the changes that we are making to scrutineering as a result of this pandemic. These changes won't just be taking place here at Castle Bacombe, but at all race tracks across the UK. So firstly, pre-event scrutineering, or sometimes called safety scrutineering. This will see the biggest change. All competitors will be required to submit a technical declaration prior to the event, which will be available via the Castle Coombe online booking system. This self-declaration form requires the competitor to give details of their vehicle <clears throat> and safety equipment. The competitor must then sign a document to declare the vehicle and the equipment is of the required standard and in compliance with current regulations. Prior to the event, one of the scrutineering team will carry out random audits 
of about 10% of these declarations. Then on the morning of the event, we will carry out checks in situ to ensure that 10% of these vehicles and equipment actually meet the current safety requirements. Before commencing any of these checks, the competitor will be asked to open the doors, bonnet and boot, or remove the engine covers or bodywork for single seaters. We may also ask you to lay your safety kit out. The competitor will then be asked to step away from the vehicle to comply with social distancing requirements so that a visual inspection can take place. We may also request a competitor to take photos or a video of an area of the vehicle that cannot be easily viewed. These photos and videos will be then emailed to the scrutineer for a close inspection. <clears throat> In the morning of the event, we request that no competitive vehicles, team personnel, drivers or mechanics should come to the scrutineering bay without being asked to do so by a scrutineer. No scrutineering labels will be issued for any vehicles during this event and no helmets or FHR stickers will be issued. If you have any new equipment, you should declare this on your self-declaration form. Noise testing will be carried out in the same way at the beginning of each qualifying session, but rather than being carried out in the assembly area, it will now be carried out at the entrance to the assembly area before with social distancing requirements respected. Before arriving at the noise test area, the vehicle engine must be warmed up and ready for test. The competitor must drive the car to the noise area and remain in the car with their helmets on and take directions from the scrutineer. Trackside monitoring will be carried out in the normal way during the session. Assembly checks will also be conducted in the normal way, but competitors must remain in their vehicles with their helmets on. Team members and mechanics must respect social distancing requirements during the assembly procedure. And finally, post-event scrutineering or, or eligibility checks. After the session, a few selected vehicles will be directed into Park Fermi by the scrutineers in the normal way. This will typically be the top three plus of one random car. Competitors that then should remain in their vehicles with their helmets on until instructed to do otherwise. Team members and mechanics must remain outside Park Fermi and respect social distancing requirements. If required, vehicles will be either weighed, or dismantled or released as decided by the eligibility scrutineer. If the vehicle requires eligibility checks, a mechanic will be asked to carry out the dismantling work. Once this work is complete, the driver or mechanic should retreat to a safe distance so that the scrutineer can undertake any measurements or checks as required. The vehicles will then be released in the normal way. I hope this has been helpful insight into how we are trying to get motorsport running again. If you need further information, please contact me through the Castlecombe website or through Motorsport UK website. Thank you very much for your time. So thank you very much to uh, Rod Bennett for putting that together. Uh, incredibly useful. And as I say, that will get put up on the, certainly the Castle Coombe uh, Circuit and Racing Club or one or the other um, uh, Facebook page. With a bit of luck, we may well be able to get it up onto the website as well. We'll wait and see. But, of course, this will be able to watch it back. I apologise. I know that the uh, it looked like the, the video quality wasn't great, but hopefully you got the sound um, and we'll put that up on its own right as well as a video. Right. We now, that was, I should have put that up as, uh, as part five, scrutineering. Sorry, Rod, I didn't get that up there. He is our chief scrutineer. We now move to part number six, uh, which is about practice and racing. And we bring back in Steve Weston, uh, Clark, of course, number one, the big boss of the day. Um, and this is about all the stuff that we're going to do on circuit, really. Yeah. So Ooh. I think really the first. I lost you then. Oh, no. oh there you go. <laughs> I think the first thing to say really is, you know, I think the racing side of it is exactly the same. I don't think there's a lot, you know, once they're out 
the guys are out and they've got there. They've got through all the stuff that we've said they need to do. I think um, hopefully the racing is exactly the same. It's as entertaining as ever. And uh, it's what everybody wants to be uh, and see. So, I mean, Rod's just mentioned a few things that are on the list that we're all working from. So, you know, I've got the list paddock and all I've got next to it is social distancing. So, you know, we've covered that already, but we can't say it enough. I think it's down to each individual team and driver to ensure that they socially distance all day. Um, what we don't want, and we've been, you know, as you know, I, I've been working at the circuit a lot with the track days, et cetera, et cetera. What we don't need is big groups of people splashed all over Facebook or any other social media. You know, we need um, we need people to socially distance all day. And if people are putting stuff on Facebook saying, you know, great, we're at Castle Coombe and enjoying a really good day, we're back racing, blah, blah, blah. If people are stood on their own, it would be fantastic. If they're in big groups all close together, then it's not going to look good on us. So we need to make sure they do that. Rod just mentioned the new um, sound test area. The difference is when you come to assembly, the sound test area will be at the entrance. So we need to make sure that the, um, the car is ready to be sound tested. And as soon as it is, then you'll be directed into um, a position where you go out for qualifying, the same as normal, apart from the fact there'll be two two queues, one on the left, one on the right. So if you go in, there's two sound test areas, one on the left, one on the right. And if you go into whichever one, you'll get directed into that queue. Um, the major change I think for the drivers is gonna be when they come back for racing. So they will need to know what their grid position is. So when they get to assembly, when they come back to assembly for racing, there may not be enough marshals to direct them into their position where they're supposed to park normally we're blessed with marshals in assembly they run around and they point to the little parking spaces and people park in the right place it's going to be down to the drivers themselves to know where they need to be now this might be a bit of a challenge because they're not easy to see um but we will get the the area marked out that's being done shortly um but it's going to be down to the drivers really to make sure they know their grid position. So we'll send them the grid, obviously, as we normally do, where they come and collect it on paper, which won't happen. But it's it's just putting more emphasis on the driver to know that they need to, you know, obviously the pole position person knows where they are, but some of the others would just randomly turn up in assembly and get pointed to a space and they'd park in it. So they're gonna need to know what their grid position is and what, what uh, parking space they need to park in before they go out on circuit for this event and it probably will be this event only they'll then go under the avon bridge and they'll be directed the wrong way up the pit lane and then they'll need to turn do a u-turn and come back down through the back of the grid and grid up as normal now the reason for this is a we don't need to touch the fence or the gate to open the gate and also it gives the, the limited number of marshals on the grid time to see who's coming and grid them up in the right order if they're in the wrong order so it just gives everybody that little bit more time to sort of take it steadily, come down onto the grid slowly, wait to be pointed to the right place. And the, the limited marshals that are there can walk through the grid as they normally do and tell you you're in the right position. Once they get on the grid, the start, rolling start, standing start, and they should know which is which and what they're <laughs> doing, hopefully, um, is exactly the same. So I think that's the point where hopefully we all forget covid is around they go racing they enjoy their racing we enjoy their racing and 
by the end of the day, everybody's had two races and everything's fine. I think the other difference would be um, my list here. It says safety car deployment. I think, as senior clerk, that's very unlikely because, A, we don't have an observer in the safety car. We can only have one person in it. So it will lead the GT rolling start, but it won't be an observer in the car. And if anybody goes off during a race, either has an incident or just has a mechanical fault, they need to make sure they stop where the marshals are because they're spread all over the place. So it should be where the orange markers are at the side of the circuit, which is standard, but most drivers will stop between the two orange markers. And that's not normally where marshals are. But if they do need to stop quickly, if they can try and see where the marshals are, which are all the fire points, stop and either get out safely or give the marshals the thumbs up that they're okay. Because if we don't get a thumbs up from a driver, especially after an incident, we will need to stop the race and we will deploy a medical car and probably a rescue unit. And this is the big change because we're not going to have enough people to deal with that incident. So then there's going to be no marshals to be able to push the cars to safety or make sure there's two or three drivers are safe. So if we don't get a thumbs up and the car is not in a safe position, we will probably have to stop the race. The only thing I will say is part of the reason we've spread the timetable as we have is it does give us time to reset the race and go again. So whereas normally the timetables are so tight, we would start straight away taking time off of races or cutting races or whatever. As, it, as planned at the moment, we're due to finish at five o'clock. We can run till half six. So we can just keep moving races on. Obviously, if we keep getting red, you know, race stops, then we will need to consider you know, cutting races. But unusually, we've got enough time in the timetable to actually stop the race, make sure everybody's safe, make sure the rescue guys and the recovery guys have got time to do what they need to do, which is probably disinfect units or clean units or get people out of PPE and back into some more or whatever. And that's the whole reason we've got 20 minutes between each race is to ensure there's time for everybody to do what they need to do. If we need to stop a race, then we stop a race. Everybody's safe. Everybody gets on and does what they need to do. And then we reset and we go again. So we hopefully will get all the eight races done to their full extent but it may be a very odd situation where we stop more than once but hopefully everybody will get the, the race time that they've paid for indeed uh i'm just going to quickly go back a, a moment where you're talking about like the rolling star i know you got a comment or there's a comment on this list front row hold grid at 50 mile an hour if orderly and start a happy lights will go out is that that as per normal that's as per normal, yeah. I mean, the, the safety car would normally pull into the pit lane and then it becomes the leader that um, that takes over the you know the rolling start. So as long as we can see in race control that it's all, you know, as it should be and the starter on the rostrum can see that they're two by two and they're ready, you know, being sensible, then it's a normal race start for a rolling start. That's, that's no different. I believe we've got a few guys that um, haven't done a rolling start and we'll probably try and socially distance, uh, brief them in the morning. So we'll find out who they are. And Ken can probably go and stand in a big open field somewhere and brief them on <laughs> what they need to do. Um, I believe it's only one or two. So, yeah, those those GT guys that haven't been with us before, 
um we can just talk through it you know we've been doing briefings at track days in the pit lane when everybody's spread out so it's not a problem yeah. But, um, yeah, absolutely you know I, I think you know the big point is like i say when once we go racing we go racing and, and that's what we all want so you know it's going to be no different once they're out there if they all behave themselves and, and uh, <laughs> don't do anything silly then you know they'll all get their full laps and they'll all get their full race as they normally would do but um uh and all of you keep this in mind is that we know that you're like they're like caged animals chomping at the bit to get out there you haven't done anything since what would it be like october last year and we're now going to be into july please kind of acknowledge that look it's all a given you're all amazing drivers it's a given you're you're phenomenal drivers but you're out of practice all right that's all i'm going to say i'm going to say it playfully and just friendly is that you are so just get yourself into it as you would instruct anybody else if you're instructing someone or teaching someone to race is just get yourself up there uh, get yourself more used to it and and get used to everybody around you because i know some of you are testing and i'm i'm saying that tongue in cheek but with a degree of reality that more of you um will will know where i'm coming from there i think the other thing to mention chris is the new curbs at s's and bobbies um you know there's there's slightly more aggressive curbs at s's and bobbies oh so, really oh really yes and uh, <laughs> there there was some former forwards testing today and we won't go into what happened but you know they really don't want to be going over those curbs because no, they, no. they you know they're 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 higher than they were before that's all i'm saying so a little warning now and a little warning will go on the paperwork but um yeah the the guys need to be aware they're, they're slight, slightly higher and slightly harder than they were before. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a friendly warning from the clerk of the course. Don't ride the curbs. Well, in which case, I think that probably means I can put a tick by this part. we got track limits. Please observe. Um, okay. I suggest you observe. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what, what we don't want and what nobody wants, you know, is, is us to be taken up with track limits when all we want to do is go racing. So, you know, like I keep saying to the new guys and, and everybody else, you know, the black bit is yours, the green bit is ours. So, you know, there may be some bits that are painted green that look like concrete, but they're not, they're grass. If you treat it as grass, you wouldn't drive on the grass. So, yeah. you know, we, we keep going on about it and we've done certain things. I mean, the guys that have been practicing today will will tell you the Formula Fords, especially, you know, there, there was an incident and somebody's gone across the curb in. Um, and we had to stop for an hour so you know it, it's it's an aggressive curb and it's there for a reason um, self-policing exactly yeah absolutely so well, if people, you know if people need to be a bit slower into s's and bobbies and don't run wide and we don't have to punish them for track limits then we're all happy especially in race control because i would say it's more paperwork but it's going to be more electronic uh, messages yeah, exactly well, that's good because it means we've got more self-policing, so that's good. In terms of uh, awareness as well, is that play, please, I know we always say this, and you should anyway, pay attention to the flags. You kind of need to even more now, you know, whether it's the yellows that means you've got to slow down and, and what form of yellows. Reds, you know, you've just heard Steve say that, um, you know, it's probably going to be more inkling towards a red than any kind of safety car so please pay attention don't just suddenly ram into the back of someone because they've seen it and you haven't pay attention to those flags if you see it and that will be flags and lights won't it steve exactly as normal yeah i mean we always say at the news drivers briefing we're we're quite blessed i believe it at castle keen where if you see a yellow flag it means something you know you, you go to other circuits and they seem to put a yellow flag out for you know absolutely no reason but at castle Kim, the guys are really switched on to the fact that you know they're only going to put a flag out if if it's necessary so if it's out it means something so so you all know what it means 
to abide by the rules. Um, the uh, we got a point here, pits. I don't know if that's something that needs to be covered in isolation. Um, pits, yeah, I think the only thing to say about the pits is um, obviously we're limited numbers. We don't want everybody and their friend in the pit lane because they can't spectate. So if your race is on the circuit, you will be allowed into the pit lane. Um, so there would be a marshal on the gate checking wristbands and checking which race you're actually in. And then after each race, because we've got a 20-minute gap, the pit will be cleared. So everybody that's on the pit wall will be cleared from the pit wall. So you should all leave. And then the next race, those people can go in. If we find we've got too many people on the pit wall, we'll have to do something about it because it's not the easiest place to socially distance, as we found out today, actually. But, right, um, oh, okay. You know, the, the, there's there's limited viewing areas, shall we say, on the pit wall with, as it's set up at the moment. So everybody needs to be a bit sensible because the um, Motorsport UK steward will be upstairs in the uh, Stralford Centre so can see the whole area in front of him. So if he thinks there's too many people on the pit wall and they're not socially distancing, he may want to do something about it. Yeah. So just and make sure, worth- you know, you've got your pit crew, one person in the pit lane if you need them. Um, you know, it's not a spectating area. It's a working pit. Correct. So... If you're on the and pit don't wall, be the one that's responsible for the race day being called to a premature halt because we're not uh, adhering to the rules. So let's make sure. Um, start line signal boards, manual and electronic. Yeah. So the only difference, as far as the driver is concerned, if if we if the start line marshals are walking through the grid and they need to give the guys a message, they'll probably have a whiteboard. So they may give them written messages instead of verbal messages. Um, so you know you're in the wrong grid position, for example, maybe just written down. Um, to to pass them a message and you know that may well be better than trying to speak to somebody who's got a helmet on anyway um, going forward so yeah the the actual lights board and the message board above the the um, start line should all be exactly the same Um, and the flags and everything else on on circuit will be exactly the same it's just you may find a marshal waving a whiteboard in your face with a message on it so those that uh, aren't blessed with good uh, vision may want to do something about it before they go racing but good idea uh restart procedure exactly the same they'll come back to post 14 and be stopped um and then if we need to regrid either you know the original grid or a, a changed grid depending on how far we are into the race it'll be no different so they get pointed in the right direction and again that may well be a whiteboard message where your grid position is whatever pole second third so it's just a, a way of communicating with the guys when you know without getting too close and leaning through the windows basically fine uh rescue yeah that's going to be exactly the same i think sue touched on it earlier um we're only one running one rescue unit because we're limited on staff who are available um but they will be you know based at quarry and scrambled to whatever they need to be scrambled to in addition we've got two medical cars which we we've never had before so we'll be blessed with two doctors on circuit at any one time um so you know they they'll get to an incident quicker so it's probably going to be the doctors that are sent rather than a rescue um because they need to do the medical assessment and see whether they need to get involved or not basically and recovery as well recovery is going to be interesting and uh, john ford bless him has been working really hard on you know recovering the car during this uh covid it, it's not as easy as it sounds you would just think you drag it onto the back of a, a flatbed and off you go but obviously to get a car on a flatbed somebody has to open the door because the driver is probably already gone with the rescue unit so they have to open a, the car and steer it onto the flatbed, assuming that that driver probably may have had COVID. So they need to sanitize the car 
and then load it and then bring it back and then so on and so forth so again the 20 minute gap may well be eaten up if we have more than one recovery they mean it may need to bring the car back and then go back and get another one because they're limited on the number of people they've got and the way they deal with these cars is different so it all takes time and that's why we've planned to have 20 minute breaks between everything it's just to you know nobody's under pressure to do anything quickly that may cause us problems in, you know, down the line exactly yeah yeah that's I mean, fine they, they always do it properly john's probably listening sorry john i know you always do it properly but in a safe manner under the current climate shall we say yeah, absolutely give him the time to be able to yeah exactly exactly um fire points yeah as i touched on the, the richard will probably try and get this map out there so that the guys know where the, the fire points are um they've always been there um and there's some halfway down Hammerdown, for example there's a fire point it's not usually manned but it will be for this event because that's where we can put a marshal that's got fire cover so um the the you know the the post the marshal's posts have got fire cover in between the marshal's posts. generally there is an a, a should be a sign an f sign which is where the fire bottles will be and should be a marshal there and there's the orange markers where drivers should be able to pull over safely and there will be somebody there that will deal with whatever they have a problem with is that so, f uh, flipping neck that's hot yeah yeah all right bless me sense. it's on fire yeah yeah <laughs> okay uh last couple of points on this there's a new driver's briefing video going to be available uh apparently so i'm i'm doing that myself yeah i just haven't got range of it yeah that's fine so <laughs> keep an eye out we should get that done either early next week yeah it should be up online then that's new drivers that have got a new drivers. Yeah, normally we, we we sit them down in the the K Thomas and give them a quick chat and tell them where the you know the corners are, um, and that we don't do runoffs at Castle Cume. Um, so we'll we'll do a short video with the same information just so they know what's going on. Okay. Um, final comment, really, and I'm going to just read this out as is because it sums it up nicely. Please comply with all instructions as the meeting is being independently observed. You've said that already. It really is. And and keep listening because, you know, there might be even some very minor tweaks during the course of the day or extra information being relayed or repeated. Yep. I mean, I know there's a quite a few of the, um, well, Motorsport UK executive may be coming down i know there's exact there's one from the race executive who's coming down it's already asked for a you know to get get in be put on the list so i think we'll be watched by motorsport uk and and the, the wider world motorsport world because they're all champing at the bit to see you know what happens to us and if we run a successful event which there's no reason why we shouldn't do with the effort that's gone in from everybody um you know hopefully at the end of the day we get a pat on the back from those people and everybody starts saying this is how a race meeting should be run under COVID-19 rules and government rules. So. Perfect. Uh, and Ken's also let me know that the paddock plan will be on the Castle Coombe Racing Club website tomorrow. So it will be up there for that tomorrow. Okay, Steve, I think that covers everything from there, doesn't it? It does, yes. Okay, thank you very much, sir. I'll be bringing you back in again in a minute when we'll move on to the Q&A because I'm on to the very final part now, which is just, uh, it's me. It's me. It's Dorsey. Um, right, very finally is that uh, you're all there going to be uh, wanting to see it. And I know it's the biggest bone of contention that we just have no choice. There's nothing we can do, no matter whether you agree with it or disagree with it. I know we've had uh, Mark Govia and Mark Sutton put angry faces on as reactions to this. 
I, you know, I'm with you. I want more people there. Uh, we would want more. I, I haven't been able to see any of the comments because I don't, and I dare say it's a mixed bag in reality. But it's not by choice. It's by force. We don't. We don't really have a choice. We got to keep safe. Um, there's there's some managed risk, but majority it's keeping it safe and it's making sure that it's the first of many, not just for us, but for the whole country that we can all go racing again. So please bear with us. But we've been working hard and Kevin from Bristol Sound is an absolute hero. The work that he's been doing, I went into the circuit, as you saw when I ran that test, to just sort of sort of say, well, this is what we want. He was basically able to do all sorts of things. It's like, well, this is what we need to happen. You'll have seen the test if you've seen it on the uh, uh, Facebook page for the circuit is that we managed to have it with four static cameras. There is a possibility we might have another couple of cameras um, if, if we feel that it works okay to have six. I will have the ability to zoom one of them up. So if I need to look closer at one of them, we'll take that up to full screen and then take it back to six. Myself and Ian Salmon, my co-commentator for the night, he'll be over at Old Paddock uh, for the day, sorry, uh, over at Old Paddock. We're both going to be on this in effect, and don't panic. We'll hide our faces during the race. You'll just get our audio, and it'll be the footage that you'll see with us doing the commentary. We'll be able to come back in and have a conversation about uh, what we've just watched and what happened and what it means and all those kind of things. Hopefully, Clive Woodward will be able to come in with some interviews. We might even be able to get some people in as guests as we, we have on these shows coming in. You know, maybe some of the sponsors coming in to, to have a bit of a chat with us, um, you know, be... VP Fuels or whatever, um, you know, they, they're going to be there, obviously, to some extent. We may be able to have so, all sorts of conversations. It's about bringing you as much as we can. It's not a TV production. We just can't afford it. We're doing something like this at the moment to try and give you the ability to see, whether that's uh, your family, your friends, your sponsors, whatever, that they can watch, they can listen. The audio is also going out on TSL from now, and that's going to be going forward. And I know so many of you have been asking for that for ages. It's going to be on TSL along with the timing as well. So you're going to be able to watch and see plenty. I know it's not perfect. It's not exactly what you want. But please, I hope that you take it in the spirit it's meant that we've been so flat out to try and bring you as much as we can with the focus at this point being Let's get racing going again. Let's get you back out on track. Let's get you able to, to do what you do best. Um, we need you to buy in and, and cooperate as much as possible. Please work with us. Be patient. And remember, we're all learning as well. We're human beings. We've never been through this uh, either ourselves. So please just bear with us. Uh, some of There may, for all I know, have been some, some derogatory comments have come in, but hopefully the rest of you can see those and know that it's not fair to this team with the work that they're putting in. Let's enjoy it. Let's have some fun. Let's go racing. It's a week on Saturday. I'm so excited that we get to go, go and get going again. I think Sunday we're going to do a preview show. Uh, the day after or a couple of days after, we'll probably do a, a review show of the day and we actually get to go racing again. So that's the plan. This whole video is going to be recorded, uh, as you know, with the other shows. So you'll be able to watch this back. There'll be some documentation. There'll be, you know, pay attention to that documentation. Richard Beard was saying earlier that all of you marshals are going to get this documentation. Don't think, oh, I've seen it a million times. You haven't. You have never seen it. Look at it. It is much more important this time because it is unique information. Drivers, please pay attention to what is expected of you during the day, that you need to go and look at TSL, that you might need to go and, and just register a bit more details. You need to do it before the race day. You need to pay all your things before race day. Cut off tomorrow for entering. So let's get you in there. Let's get racing going. Uh, there is no camping this time either, but fingers crossed next time that will be uh, sorted out. and We'll be able to get that one sorted. I think that's the key things, but 
let's now open it up to questions. Uh, we move on to the final part, and I'm going to bring the whole team back in again. And they are still there. They haven't all legged it. I'm going to go in and see if we've got some, uh, I, I'm sure we have, we've got some questions that uh, may well have come in. If you've asked them earlier during this show, apologies, guys, but I won't necessarily uh, see. And thank you for a lot of people that have been saying um, about the work that's gone in. Thank you. It's lovely to, to, to see that. Anthony Cooper, Tony Cooper says the nerves kicking in already. <laughs> I like that. That's really cool. Gary Preble, woohoo, let's go. Um, I know that Goose is there and I know that the Quarry Hardcore and the Camp Softcore, they're going to be gutted. They're not there, but soon, guys, we'll have you back. Um, Adam Higgins says, John, I believe it was said earlier that all banks will be closed to all. I'm not sure what you're referring to there, Adam, but you're absolutely right. Um, uh, John Barnard asking, can drivers or mechanics socially distance spectate other races from Camp Spectator Bank? Not there, John. It will be sort of in, along the start, finish straight in front of the... Uh, Strawford Centre and Race Control, that's where it's going to be. But let's have a look down. Baby steps, uh, as is being said there as well. Becky Hill, you're absolutely right. Uh, David Vass says, us championship or series coordinators won't be at Coombe, so drivers, don't go looking for us to help you. I presume race admin will be able to sort you out. Steve, is that? Yep, yep, exactly. If, if um, the coordinator is not around, come and see Joe in race admin and uh, we'll sort out whatever problems they've got. Hopefully they won't have any, so. I think they're kind of like, a, a, you know, because you're going to be emailing some stuff to them possibly that might then be disseminated to their their, their drivers. So from yeah. afar, they'll be able to communicate. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we, we, you know, it's all going to be electronic. I'm not quite sure what we're going to do as far as them emailing Joe. maybe a possibility. She's probably watching this and thinking, oh, more emails, but... Um, yeah, we're we're still working on our electronic system within within the, the race control in the Strawford Centre and stuff like that. So there should be some line of communication. And like we said, it, it's not a problem coming to the Strawford Centre one at a time. Um, I envisage, envisage can't even speak um, the door being open and one person at a time coming in to speak to Joe behind the screens, which will be there and already are. So um, yeah, it should be fine. Just come and have a word and see we can sort the problems out. Perfect. That makes sense. Uh, Tim Perry asks, uh, will marshals be able to drive to their post or will transport be provided? Richard? Yes, uh, they'll be able to drive to post. The Westway Gate will be open, Quarry Gate and O'Paddock Gate. We have an issue in particular with post three that the lower paddock will not be open. So you won't be able to go through the paddock to get to post three. Go on the circuit to Quarry Park near Quarry and then walk up to post three. Um, hopefully it's a lovely day to enjoy the view as you stroll. Can I just clarify, we're saying about uh, Joe having to deal with a lot of issues. I've deliberately kept myself free on the day. Steve will be up in race control. Ken will be in Strawford Centre. I will be about. So if anybody has questions and queries, I'll make myself available and try and help Joe and the team as much as possible. No doubt I'll be wearing orange. <laughs> Good man. Thank you for that. Uh, so just make sure I understand so that when they're going to post, they'll go out on circuit, round on the circuit to their post and then through the gaps in. Uh, presumably, actually, I'm going to raise a question for my uh, compadre for the day, Ian Salmon, who'll be at the Old Paddock commentary box. Presumably, he'll actually have to go on circuit and then off at Old Paddock and park off there. Absolutely. Yeah. Fine. That's that's OK. Just so I understand that. 
Um, thank you, Spooner and Orange. Awesome job, team. Uh, Chris Mason, can I have a pay rise? No. Uh, Duncan Patrick. <laughs> he gets paid. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, uh, Duncan Patrick, well done, guys. Very clear and very appreciative of all the work that has been done. And I've got to pass that on to you guys because I know you can't see these, that all of these comments are coming in that saying about the word. Jamie Peters Ennis, I applaud the circuit and the club. Thank you so much, guys, because I, as I said, I know the work that they're all doing here. Wow, it's coming in thick and fast. Um, Becky Hill, I just want to say thank you to everyone who is putting up uh, so much hard work for us all. Um, Goose, uh, Mark Bryant says, uh, I know it's been suggested there could be a camera, but please, please, we need quarry covered. There's a possibility. I think it will actually be from Old Paddock, but because we're hoping to add some more cameras, there's a chance it will be actually zoomed in towards quarry so actually have it a lot closer up and more of a view of sort of probably about halfway around quarry and onto the exit then we'll have something on the start finish line showing it up through folly up avon rise to the entrance to quarry so fingers crossed goose we'll have something for you mate to be able to show that chris hignall fantastic preparation by everyone at coombe thank you all for your hard work both team blast motorsport cars are ready to go good man i love to hear it Gary Preble, well done to the whole Coombe family to make this possible. Thanks, guys. I think that everybody is probably loving hearing this now because I think there was a nervousness. Neil Callahan, how will race control be recording reports from post chiefs? Who's that to? Is that to you, Steve? Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, hopefully it will be electronically. So they'll probably have their phone with them and they can send us a text or an email. Um, I'm not sure, Rich, if there's a form. There was talk of a form coming out, a post-chief form coming out electronically that they could send back. But it's a, it would probably be a fillable PDF, which is not going to be easy. I think that the general consensus is they phone in as normal and we do an electronic um, record of what they say. And if there is issues, you know, if, if we get an issue, we'll probably just take some pictures and a written report on email or whatever. Um, sent to race control and we just store it in a file. So, yeah, you know. I was going to suggest that somebody's on the phone, they may scribble down a note during the conversation and then type it into an electronic form later. So just to capture the info in the heat of the moment, perhaps. But that paper won't be distributed to anybody or go anywhere. It's just purely a notepad. And, and by the way, at any point during this, Dr. Sue, if you hear anything that you feel a need to chip in, just sort of like say, put your hand up so I know that you want to add to that, all right? Otherwise, we'll assume they're saying the right things otherwise. <laughs> I was watching very closely for a reaction there. That was, that was thinking on the fly, that one. But uh, As I said uh, earlier, our sanity deck. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keith Rain, the main man from the start line, uh, how will breakdowns on the grid at race start be dealt with? Who should I aim that one to? As normal, I would suggest. Yeah. So if it if it's before we start, we'll go into a start delayed. Um, if it's just after the start and everybody's gone and there's somebody stuck on the grid, I would suggest it would be a race stop and we go reset, move it and do as we normally would do. So those sort of we things. Have, are, you know. Sorry, we do have increased coverage at the race start area, down the pit wall, etc. So we've got people to move vehicles if if necessary. Okay, cool. Um, Chris Mason brings up the point that says, can race control have an email address so we can send info through that way? 
There is a setup that we're using with um, TSL. I'm obviously not going to disclose it because we have to prioritize that information. Uh, it's going between the race day team. So Clarks, Ken and Steve are poles apart. I'm wandering around. Um, it will be available in, uh, for important messaging if necessary. There's always the phone directly. Um, sometimes we may need to follow up with a written report, of course. Okay. Um, uh, Mike Cotton says, let's hope that all your good work is appreciated by those lucky enough to be there and they behave appropriately. That's the big hope, as we've seen from the pictures from like, Bournemouth Beach today. We're hoping yeah. everyone's going to behave appropriately, which is you know, a key point that was being made earlier, is that if you're going to take photos onto social media, please be mindful of you know, what it is you're putting up there. How, how could it be interpreted? And it might not be fair interpretation, but how could it be interpreted? And you just have to be very mindful of what you put. Gerald Howell says, will there be temperature testing on entry to the circuit? I think that's for you, Sue. I think the answer was no to that, wasn't it? The answer is no. Um, about a third of people who have active COVID infections don't have a temperature. So it it is a political decision to have temperature testing Physically, we can't manage it because people start arriving very early and to get and we have a duty of care if we find a temperature what we do with them and that actually creates a lot of difficulties because you can have a temperature for many other reasons rather than COVID. So they then have to be examined and stripped off and et cetera, et cetera. It would be sort of like a false confidence of having that there really, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but I have to say, Chris, and to everybody, is if you are unwell, for any reason, please do not come. 100%, please. If, if you're unwell or if you have been included in the uh, track and trace that says someone you've been in contact with has therefore don't come, I'm sorry, you can't come. Please do not come and take that risk because even though you might feel fine, there's a lot of people who are asymptomatic too, aren't they? A lot of people are asymptomatic and they they do uh, cause infections in a substantial number of other people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, good question from uh, Adam Higgins, uh, the legend that is, the multiple champion in the single seaters. How will mechanics be, uh, uh, sorry, uh, hi, will mechanics be allowed on the grid? It sounds like the cars may be sat on the grid for some time and things like Formula Ford 1600s will need to be switched off tar. I think there's two things there, uh, Steve, I'd imagine we're going to for this one, is that it doesn't necessarily, you're talking about the 20-minute gap, that doesn't mean we're putting them out on the grid and leaving them there for 20 minutes, does it? No, no, so basically what we'll do is we'll, you know, we'll finish one race and we'll deal with whatever we need to deal with, there'll be a 20-minute gap and then we'll go with the next race, so they'll come to assembly as normal, they'll stop in assembly, probably if we're talking about Formula Fords, they'll turn the engines off, hopefully they'll have one mechanic with them, not two. Um, because if they're all stood the same side of the car, they'll naturally be socially distanced anyway. Um, they'll start the car, they'll go to the grid. The idea would be that we would go straight into a race start. If we don't, for any reason, and they have to stop the engines, then yes, the mechanics will be allowed onto the grid. It may take a little bit longer than normal because they need to socially distance as they go through the gap by post one. Um, but then we just, that's what the 20 minutes is for. You know, there's a 20 minute gap and if we need it, we'll use it. Um, so, yeah, the actual race itself will be as it should be. I wouldn't say we'll let the mechanics on if they don't need to be there. I know the Formula Ford guys like to run on and make sure everything's okay. But if we can get them gridded up and go straight into a race, I see no reason why anybody would be on the grid anyway. 
Is that is that valid? Because I see them with the batteries at the back ready to start them. Yeah, if they're if the cars are running, they don't need it. So if they all right. come down and we grid up nice and quick, and everybody knows where they're supposed to be, as we mentioned earlier, um, and the guys can get them gridded up nice and quick, then there's no reason to turn the engines off. We just get going as quick as we can. Fine. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, Sarah Weston says, "Can I have my husband back soon, please?" Nope. <laughs> He's ours now, Sarah. He's ours. Um, we're nearly finished with just the last few questions. Uh, Goose says, something is better than nothing. Hats off to all at Coombe just for making the meeting happen. Just a shameless diehard regulars. Can't support our circuit. We love so much. I agree, but you can still support the circuit, Mark. And I hope you're going to be there because we're all going to have some fun together with the commentary because you'll be able to comment like this. It's going to be using this that I'm doing the show on. So you'll all be able to contribute and I'll be able to put up your questions and comments as we're enjoying the day. It's going to be even more interactive and inclusive than we normally get to do with our commentary. And you know I love sort of getting everyone involved. So uh, it is going to be great fun. Please do get involved, mate. Uh, Dave Rogers answered your question, Sarah. No, he's busy. Uh, Tim Perry says, sorry, Mrs. Weston. Um, Gary Elson says, for Dr. Sue, if a driver gets out of the car after a stop, is it safe for them to remove helmet and gloves, etc.? I know you said no to gloves, didn't you? No to gloves. Um, the gloves are to protect both them, because depending on how they are taken back, um, to off the circuit, um, we don't want them touching any surfaces. So the, their gloves protect themselves. Um, they can take their helmet off, and they will be given a mask if they are put in either an ambulance or the rescue truck. Fine. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, Keith Ren says thank you for the answer to that. Chris Mason raises a point. Not sure if the media centre has an internal phone. Uh, that is one of the list things that we have to we still have to sort out definitely fine okay there will be a way of communicating that's for definite it's on the list um steve mills answered the question gloves stay on driver will be given mask if going into medcar jonathan lee says thanks everyone for your hard work and the this video very informative let's have a great day racing at coombe uh, Jackie Faye, bravo to everyone for all their hard work towards getting back to racing. It's very clear every scenario has been well thought through to provide an excellent baseline to work from. Good luck to everyone who will be there on the 4th, ironing out any inevitable wrinkles for the rest of us to follow at later race days. Hashtag Orange Army. Jackie, that's beautiful. That is, uh, you know, such a wonderful way. Thank you so much on behalf of the whole team. I think that's what they deserve to hear and will mean a lot to them. Um... Gary Elson, now what was the original point that he raised? Uh, I mean, if a non-contact stoppage. Ah, so there we go. Uh, so the original comment, uh, question was to you, Sue, about if a driver gets out of the car after a stop, is it safe for them to remove helmet and gloves, etc.? And And he's just confirmed he means a non-contact stoppage. Um, it depends how his car is going to get back because his car is technically contaminated and they may need his services to move his car. Um, if it's, it rather depends on what's needed um, for, for the car and the driver to get back. So is it probably a case of the helmet's okay to come off, but yes. just keep your gloves on? Keep your gloves on. Keep your gloves on. I think that's the best issue because yeah. because they are protection for you, um, and they are also protective for other people who might have to go on inside of your car. Perfect. Great. Just Thank taking you. on 
from that, Chris, that if a driver is suited and booted, ready to possibly be have given a straight tow back, it's best for everybody if the driver is ready to get in the vehicle and be towed away safely. Good point. Okay, and Steve, but I think then you're it, yeah, I was going to say if, if it's a straight tow as normal, if they've stopped at the S's, for example, got over the barrier, um, and then a straight tow turns up, they would. The standard practice they would get back in the car put the helmet back on put the belts back on and then get straight towed back so that's that's fine if that car then becomes a full lift and they would then need to be brought back by another vehicle they would have to wear a face mask anyway so and so just one thing every surface you touch if you have covid virus on you and it's only 20 virus particles it stays on that surface for up to three weeks so if you touch the tire wall or the barrier without your gloves on right you're potentially contaminating that area and, and that was, you know that was shown to be a real problem in singapore and, and that's a key thing to, to pick up that, you know, to make sure, every, you know, don't get complacent with, the, you know, things start to be relaxed. Oh, it's all gone. Not at all. I mean, Sue, uh, Tom was telling me about a conversation you were having with him about where like um, whole uh, towns, was it like villages where there's like the meat factory and stuff that they're all suddenly being locked down and all these localized buildings where everybody's being isolated. It's still massively prevalent. Massively prevalent, and and it's still there are still pockets around locally to Castle Coombe, which are still causing trouble. Fine, okay. Um, uh, Jed Dor, lovely comment. Dilly dilly, sorry I'm late, folks. Got my fingers, toes, legs, and arms crossed, hoping to be selected to marshal at one of the race events. Please do stay there, guys. Even if you're not selected this first one, please keep applying because it's going to be an evolving thing as we go. And we need you. We can't do this without you at all. Uh, Joe Shingler says, will PPE be issued to marshals, i.e. gloves and masks? Is that to you, Richard? We we have stuff available, but everybody should come prepared, because even before they get to collect any PPE, if we were giving them out, um, there's contact points that you may be near, etc. So, no, come prepared, self-protected, I think. Uh, Sue, do you want to add anything? Uh, masks and gloves. Um, we have quite a. We've got supplies from British Motorsport that I hopefully have arisen, and we've got. But the circuit. So Chris Mason's done a superb job um, organising a whole lot of stuff. So you will. There will be stuff available, um, but basically, basically look after yourselves. Um, and I cannot uh, emphasise soap and water hand washing. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, bring your own to sort of get you covered before the start, and then there will be stuff provided as well. Uh, good to see that Goose is going to be there. Clive Woodward, who's going to be on Com 3, well done, excellent team effort. It'll be great to have racing again. And I know when I had a chat with him, video conversation with him the other day, he's really looking forward to it. Uh, Chris Mason, if travelling in recovery, then gloves on and face mask, if being towed back, full gear. Uh, Adam Higgins says, when I break down, can I spectate or do I have to look away? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Adam>. <laughs> <laughs> um, every marshal posts will have sanitizer on is that correct as well then yeah i think yes. that's what chris is trying to sort out and we were trying to work out some small bottles of sanitizer for each marshal but i think chris was fingers crossed that they were going to arrive before race day so if if that doesn't arrive then i think chris was going to put sanitizer on every post anyway so there there will be stuff available 
Cool. Um, which possibly partly answers this next one. It's a valid question. Uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to say this, so I'm just going to say Dave Weston. Uh, gate onto the grid is being dealt with in terms of non-contact. It's not opening. They're going round. How are gates at Old Paddock, Westway and Quarry going to be controlled, i.e. several marshals opening and closing in the morning and evening? So they'll be open by probably myself or somebody else who's doing the course car. And then they'll be left open until... The um, that same person goes and closes them and then wipes them down. And then at the end of the day, they'll reopen just before they're needed. Fine. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, Tina Wesson, thank you all and continue to stay safe. Chris Mason, they will hopefully be here, fingers crossed, as he said, for that stuff. Uh, Jed Doyle, the whole crew at Coombe have done a massive job for bringing all activity back to the circuit. Chapeau and Chris Pearson, thank you all so much for amazing effort. I'm going to call an end to it there, everybody. Thank you so much for the comments uh, that have been coming in. It's been lovely. Um, this isn't what we wanted to, to be providing exactly, but we've been able to provide something so everybody can come back in. Um, it will get better. It will get more familiar. We're working towards that as much as we can, I can assure you. But hopefully you've seen from the team that I've brought on to, to be my wonderful guest tonight that they have been flat out and they continue to be flat out to make sure that this is just a fantastic opportunity for us to go racing again. Lady and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Richard Beard from the Marshalls, Steve Weston and Ken Davis from the uh, Race Control, if you will. And of course, our sanity check, Dr. Sue Smith, that is the one that really know, helps us know what we're talking, or sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's all coming soon. Um, but from us all here on Coombe TV, I kind of feel like I should say that the Crime Watch one now, don't have nightmares, do sleep well, because we've scared the bejesus out of you now. Ken, any final comments from yourself? Yeah, well, th thanks very much indeed for, for, for anchoring this, Chris. And uh, you made a great job of, um, of presenting and, and holding the whole thing together with your unusual... Uh, genial and relaxed style. Um, just perhaps to say, you know, Castle Coombe's been around since 1939, since it was turned into a World War II uh, airfield. Um, so it's gone through a war. It's gone through all sorts of planning objections and, um, and, and, and all sorts of other problems in the 70s and 80s. Um, and it's still there. And it's, it's a much-loved circuit in the UK. We're just custodians of it at the moment. Um, you know, we'll come through this and the racing will be as good as it ever was. Agreed. Uh, beautiful comments to end it on. To all of you, thank you very much, Richard, Steve, Dr. Sue Smith, Ken Davis, and myself, Chris Dawes. To everybody watching, this has been episode 22. Episode 23 will be less serious, and we'll just get excited about the uh, the upcoming race meet. And then after that, you'll be hearing us actually at the circuit, bringing the activity to you. So. Thank you all for, for this evening. Thank you all for watching and your comments and your questions. Apologies if you asked them earlier, which means they've been missed. Um, but if there's anything urgent that you need, please do drop an email through to the uh, Racing Club and we'll be able to get it sorted. But to you all, have a very good evening. Thanks. Good Thanks night. all. Good night. Good night. I'm going to put you all into the green room, so don't go everywhere for, anywhere for a second. But we're just going to put everybody back, including myself, as it just gets smaller and smaller.